It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you. This show is about hope, offering hope to you when you go through trials and tribulations in life, and we all do. And today, I have a couple that we're going to have a conversation. They are in ministry. Some of the things you're going to hear are going to help you on your journey. I call it a faith lift. In the studios is Joe and Rachel Cutchell, and you're going to hear about a brand new church they opened about a month ago in Van Cleve, but first, we're going to get to know them. Hi, Joe. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Hey, Ron. How you doing? It is so good for you to stop by the studios here and tell the listeners who is Joe and Rachel Cutshaw? I'm a paramedic with AMR uh, and I've uh, been uh, saved now for since 1984. And I knew that the Lord had called me into the ministry and for a long time and just hadn't really been acting on it like I should. But uh, we both have been divorced before and uh, we got married uh, 11 years ago. And uh, but um, well, let me ask you something for somebody out there. Because sometimes the church sends mixed messages to divorce people. What's God say about divorce? Well, the Lord does hate divorce because the Bible says that we're, he has put two people together as one that no one should tear apart. But, you know, the Bible also does not encourage us to be in a relationship that is harmful to us, and either physically or even spiritually. Um, my uh, ex-wife, I found out later, was running around on me. Uh, Rachel's went through some uh, pretty rough things and, you know, and hers as well too. And, and the Lord has never intended us to stay in that kind of thing. And I actually got a release from the Holy spirit uh, uh, to leave. Uh, and now I was told one time in a church that God couldn't use me because I had been divorced, but you know, we see that God throughout the Bible has used people that went through all kinds of things. You know I mean? Let's face it. You know, uh, Moses was a stutterer. Um, Abraham was a liar. You know, uh, Jacob was a deceiver and David was a murderer, you know, King David, you know, so nobody can ever tell somebody that God can't use you when the Lord lays something on your heart. God's going to use people. I mean, he used a prostitute to save the Israelites, you know, in Jericho, and she even became a member of the Israelite community. You know, Rachel, one of the things I hear a lot from people is, and you probably hear it too out in your ministry is I've done so many bad things that God could never possibly use me. Not true. Absolutely not true. I've done some bad things in my life and had bad things done to me. But you know what? God loves us no matter what. And all he wants us to do is come back to him, ask for forgiveness, and be in a relationship with him because he is forgiving. He has grace in everything. It doesn't matter what we've done. He well, has the ability to forgive us. And we've heard that scripture voy, uh, verse that says, those without sin, let them cast the first stone. And I know a lot of people, they look at us. I know they did me in the past. And so, oh, wow, he does those rock concerts. He does bikini contest. He sells beer. God could never, never use him. But when God gets a hold of us, he puts his plan in our life. And I found myself for myself, Joe, that the experience that I had in the world without God, 
God uses that now for his glory in yes. the new in my new journey. Does that yes. make sense? Uh, it does. It makes perfect yes. sense. You know, a lot of people want to look at us from the outside. But what does the Lord say? That he looks to the inward of man. He doesn't look at the outside. He looks at the inside. He looks at the heart. Uh, what, what's in that person's heart? And can he use that heart? And when he can use that heart for his glory, he's always going to use it. And, you know, we always have to remember, no matter what we've done in the past, you know, First John 1, 9 says that, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not just part of it, not just some of it, not just a little bit of it but every single bit of it, and then use us for his glory. Amen. Listeners, I'm having a conversation with uh, Rachel and Joe Cutshaw of Van Cleve, Mississippi. They're going to tell you about a new church they just opened, but uh, we're getting to know them a little bit. Now, Joe, you said you drive for AMR. Yeah, I'm a paramedic with AMR. Yes, sir. So during the day, you're out saving people's lives that are in car wrecks or go to people's homes, and then by night, you save people spiritually. Boy, that's kind of fascinating. Well, you know, I've been uh, a paramedic for 31 years now, and, you know, it, it's something that I really like to do, but I also use it as a ministry, too, because there's times that I've been able to reach people and, and the time that were there that's critical for them, and, you know, so that they were able to actually to hear a message of hope. And just a little, I don't have to preach to them. All I got to do is just, just give them a little bit of hope. I've got to ask this now. I'm thinking, now this is me. I'm on the ambulance. I'm going to somebody uh, in a car wreck, and I see them laying on the ground. Are you ever just tempted to just go up to them and say, rise in the name of Jesus, be healed in the name of Jesus? Or do you, <laughs> do you think about that? <laughs> oh, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, I'm still waiting for the for the Lord to minister to me, to, to speak to me and to lay hands on somebody that has, we have pronounced dead. To lay hands on them and say, rise in the name of Jesus and watch me get up and freak everybody out. I mean, I'm waiting for that day. So, you know. <laughs> well, you know, some people say, wow, who does Ron have on his show? He thinks that people can wake up from the dead. But you know what? People have got to take God out of the box, don't they, Rachel? That's right. Absolutely. Yes. You know, look at Lazarus. Come on out of there, Lazarus. And he came up. He rose and came out after being dead for how many days? Three days. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. Does God do miracles today? Yes, he does. I've seen him do miracles in our lives. You know, What's what's one he's done? Well, when we first got married, we both had a a pretty good bit of debt. You know, but we decided that we were going to do things God's way. And even though it doesn't make sense to the world that we would take the first 10% of our money and, and give it to the, uh, to the church instead of paying bills. But when we did that and we started obeying the law of tithing and doing what it is that God told us to do, we started seeing that we actually not only were able to pay our bills, but we started having a little bit of money left over too. And I mean, it doesn't make sense financially, but you know, when does God always do Things that always make sense to the world. All right. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't do many things that make sense. That's why we have to go with faith, walk with faith and not by sight, that's right? That's right. Yes. So, Rachel, what's one of the miracles in your life? Oh, that he brought me a husband that treats me like Christ treated the church. Wow. That's a miracle for me because of the places that I came from. And, um, you know, God was good to me. And when I went to him and I said, at this point, 38 years old, I said, Lord, I need a husband in my life. I want a relationship with a husband, but the one that you have for me. See, it's not about 
who I chose because, Lord, and I talked to him just like this. I want everybody to understand we can talk to God just like we talk to each other. And I did. And I said, Lord, I want a man that will treat me as Christ treated the church, but also one that will love my children because I have three girls. Joe didn't have any children. And uh, I wanted that man to be able to love my children as as a father. And, uh, and he does. But you see, God is good. I didn't want to date. And that's another story, Ron, for you. And so I went to the altar and I said, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to ask you to bring my husband to me. And he did. And he did it. That's my miracle. He brought him to me and he treats me as Christ treated the church. So let's talk a minute about um, that people out there, a lot of people right now, they are suffering from loneliness. They are alone. They cannot go to their parents' house. They can't go to a hospital. They can't go to a nursing home. And some of them maybe are single. What would you tell somebody out there now that are just, they're, they're just lonely. They're, they're so sad and miserable. And, but God had him tune into the show today. But you're not alone. You are not alone. And the thing is to be able to know that you're not alone. You have to seek the relationship with the Lord, and he will send his spirit to you, and you will know that he's there. And if you get into the word of God and start reading it, and he says, the word says, seek me and you will find me. Knock and I will open the door. And he also says, draw nearer to me. I will draw nearer to you. So in these times of of being alone, and I've been there, I've been alone. I was alone for seven years. But in those seven years, I sought the Lord. I sought him hard and I went after him and and he came to me. And when I'm in trouble, he's there. If I feel sad, he's there. He reminds me, I'm here to be your counselor. I'm here to be your corrector. I'm here to be your comforter. Amen. And he is. He is all of these things. I can see, Joe, why you get excited about having a, a partner like Rachel, because uh, what a dynamic duel. You both have the ability to minister to folks out there. We're going to take a break. And then when we come back, I want to hear about the church that you are putting together, you and your wife in Van Cleve, Mississippi. OK, mm-hmm. OK. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles and real hope. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. What I'm about to tell you will literally change your life. If you're anything like me, you've probably had at least one relationship let you down, where it went south, when someone you loved and cared about decided to bail. Are you ready for a lasting relationship where there won't be any goodbyes? That's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ wants to be for you. He promises this to those who belong to Him. Call 888-NEED-HIM to learn how to start that forever relationship. Welcome back. I'm with Rachel and Joe Cutshaw. 
a dynamic couple right here from uh, Van. Is it Van Cleve? Or were Van you bo- both born and raised in Van Cleve? I was actually born and raised in Diarbaville. And oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and- I, I was born in Plaquemine, Louisiana, and was moved to Mississippi about the age of three or four. And I've been here all my life, was raised in Pascagoula. Wow, that's awesome. And so you were praying one day at the altar for God to send you a man, and he sent you Joe. Now, how did he send him? Uh, Parcel post, UPS? (laughs) or Did he parachute into your front yard? (laughs) We were actually in church for, what I don't know how many years, several years. Uh, We were in church together and just had friends, started out as friends. We went into uh, MTI or... The ministry, ministry training institute, yeah, uh, together, and we were there for how many years? It was four years, four years. that we did that. Four years, and um, it, it just God brought us together. Amen. And well, you sure are a happy couple. You're yes. just both glowing. So, why start a church? You know, there's a church on every corner. They're there they're turning old bars and old restaurants into churches. Yes, and now there's another church, your church in Van Cleve. Why? Put a church up there. Well, you know, the Lord spoke to me when I was, we moved up to Van Cleve. Uh, I had always knew that the Lord wanted me to be a pastor, to minister. And I, when I was going to uh, Destiny Church, the Lord told me that when I was going there, that I was to learn how to be a pastor. And then I learned a pretty good bit from uh, Pastor Chris McCall. And uh, so when I had moved to Van Cleve, and as I started going by where the uh, Bradford O'Key funeral home is, and, you know, it used to be a church at one time, the Lord started speaking to me. That's where your ministry is. And for two years, he kept speaking to me about that. And then the Lord just moved on me that we needed to start making it happen. Well, let me ask you something and you can finish. So sometimes, um, at least for you, and I want to know if it's for other people, when you feel something in your spirit that God is speaking to you that in the future, you're going to do this, you had to walk by faith for two years. I mean, you're wondering for two years, well, is this church going to happen? So if somebody has had a vision or a dream from God years ago that they were going to do something in their life and they haven't done that yet, they need to hang in there like you did, right? They need to walk by faith. They need to just keep going to God for, because if God gives us a dream or a vision, he has to make it come true, doesn't he? He does. And he will. I mean, and he it's will. just his word, you know, and when we're faithful and sometimes the the, the waiting is, is, is the hardest part of it. I think that's what I was getting to. A lot of us, we wait. And so we think with the waiting, God changed his mind. No, you know, no. well, you know, even scripture says he doesn't change his mind. No. But sometimes he's going to test our heart to see if we were willing to be obedient to his word. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's good. And uh, that's what God, I think that's what God was doing for me. And he just kept telling me that that's what, I, you know, this is where that ministry was. And he kept affirming that word in me every time I would go by it. How long have you been open? We've been open a month. We Our first service was uh, July. Uh, July the 11th. And uh, we actually had a, a pretty good small crowd uh, that was there. Joe, there are always people that have had a bad experience inside of a church, so they quit going to church, but they do love the Lord. What would you tell that person? Well, you know, that does happen a pretty good bit, and it's really sad to to acknowledge that, that people do get hurt in churches. And we got to remember churches are, are, are people in the church are people. That That's not God. And we don't go to church to meet people. We go to church there to meet God. 
And one thing about with Van Cleve Worship Center that that we want is is we said that all we're going to do is is to preach the simplicity of the gospel to a hurt and dying world. So we don't come to Van Cleve Worship Center to to be seen and be seen because as a matter of fact, if when we get there, if it's just Rachel and I there, we're still going to have church. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, amen. He's my pastor, and uh, not only is he my husband, he's my pastor. Amen. And I will sit right there in every word he preaches because here's the thing. If he is really in tune with the Lord, as he is supposed to be, what's coming out of his mouth, he has heard from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to listen, and I'm going to take that word in, because it is from the Lord. And that's what we're coming to church for, to hear the word, to seek the word, to seek the Lord, and to have a relationship with him. It's not about people. If you've been hurt, come and let the Lord heal your heart, because that's what he wants to do. Listeners, you're hearing uh, Rachel and her husband, Joe Cutshaw. Uh, they are my guests today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Uh, they are ministers here along the Gulf Coast. Joe, did uh, God cause the COVID? No, there's so many diseases in the world, and I don't say that God caused them. You know, we live in a, in a fallen world, and because sin has entered the world, things like COVID happens. People die because of sin. I mean, we know that when Adam uh, sinned, the Lord told him that he would die physically. He would die a physical death. Now, God's plan wasn't for Adam to die. God's plan was for Adam to live in the Garden of Eden forever. But the day that he sinned was the day that he started physically dying. So diseases come into the world because of sin. Sin is in this world, and therefore things like this happen. And people need to realize that we have an enemy to ourselves, not only to God, but an enemy to ourselves. And what he wants to do is destroy us, to cause us to lose heart, to cause us to lose faith in God. But God can rise up above that if we allow him in our life. What we have to do is we have to remember that COVID is a, is a virus. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, everything will bow, including COVID-19. And when we put our faith in Jesus, not in the virus, then we don't have to worry about it. Now, a lot of people are waiting for the Antichrist to pop up on the 6 o'clock news any day. Are we in the end times, Joe? We definitely are in the end times. I mean, look look at the world today. I mean, even, you know, what the Bible predicted is coming true today. You can read in, you know, in Isaiah, you can read in Daniel, you can read in Matthew, you can, especially the book of Revelation, and it's like reading today's newspaper. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. So somebody out there with the casual attitude and well, I'm going to get to know God one of these days, but you know, I'm having some fun. I'll put God on the back burner, but I'll be there one day. Well, first of all, I say no, no tomorrow is ever promised to That's us. That's right. And being a paramedic, I'm going to tell you right now, every time that I have went out to somebody that has died either by a natural cause or by traumatic injury, such as a car wreck or something like that, they did not plan on dying that day. That person that died in the morning, they had plans that afternoon. That person that died in the afternoon, they had plans for the next day. They never thought that that was going to be their last day. But, you know, those that that may live to when Jesus does come again and and beyond that, I'm going to say that if you wait till then, you think it's hard now to accept Christ as your Savior? When the Holy Spirit is removed from this earth, when the rapture happens, it's going to be even harder. When the world is dominated by the Antichrist and, and, and the power of him, 
it's going to be so much. It's going to be so hard then to accept Christ because then it's going to be a life and death struggle. Rapture. What do you mean by rapture? Well, you know, we we, do, we we get the word rapture from the Greek word raptizia, which means to be taken away, to be snatched away. Okay, so when the Bible says that one day Jesus is going to come not to the earth but into the clouds, and that all the people who have put their faith in Him are going to meet Him in heaven. They're going to be taken off this earth. That's why we use the word rapture. And those who have died before would be raised back to life and, and meet him up in the air. Wow. And that's when the church is the, the church then is going to be gone. Well, and you hear a lot of people with all the troubles and trials right now, they say, come Lord quickly, come Lord quickly. I've actually talked to people that said, Hey, we're just, you know, we're just waiting for the Lord to come any day. And, I kind of make a comment. Well, you know, he, he may be a little while. We got to be about his business. We still have a, yes. I, I use the word destiny. God has a plan for each of us mm-hmm. yes. and we need to figure that out. So we can't just kind of lay back and say, Hey, I'm saved. I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to be raptured out Absolutely. any day. We have to be busy. Don't we? Absolutely. We do. we do because you know, the Lord says in Hebrews, he says that his delay is not the lack of his promise that he would not have one single person perish. He does not want one single person to be lost without him forever. And he's going to delay it as long as he can so that that one person, and it, it may be the very person listening right now that you've been struggling with this and the Lord is not delayed in his promises to you, but he's waiting right now for you to be able to accept him as his, as your Lord and savior so that he can save you from that day. You know, right now, Joe, if I could market in a bottle hope, I could make a million dollars because people are looking for hope, but it's a free gift from God. Yes. So somebody out there right now, Rachel, Joe, answer together if you want. They're looking for hope. Your hope is in the Lord. (laughs) And I know that sounds strange to people who don't understand, but when I turn my sights to him and I look for him, He's there, and he gives me hope every single day. Joe, somebody's sitting right now in their couch all alone. What would you suggest they do? I would say right now, most people in their homes have a Bible. And you're talking about the hope in a bottle being marketed? It already is. It's called a Bible. And the Bible is the greatest love letter that has ever been given to mankind Most people look at the Bible as a book of don'ts. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. But, you know, to quote somebody, you know, uh, I heard one time Mike Warren, he says, but the Bible is really a book of do's. And if I do the do's, I won't have time to do the don'ts. But if I did, I wouldn't. So it's cool. But the Bible is a book of hope from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. The scariest book in the Bible is a book of hope. And if we read the Bible as the love letter that God intended it to be, yes. we will see the hope in every single verse that's in the Bible. Yes. What's the first book that you would tell them they should probably go to? The book of John. That's what I, I would, tell them, yes. John. The book yeah. of John. The book of John is, is the greatest part. The book of John speaks the greatly of the love of Jesus Christ. Well, John was the, he called himself, I'm the disciple whom Jesus loves. Exactly. He was the youngest disciple, and you know most people don't realize, but he was probably about 13 or 14 years old when he was walking with Jesus. So really what I'm hearing you say is we're looking for hope, but in that hope really is the love of God that we're looking for. And when we receive that love from God, it deposits the hope in us, and as that relationship grows our love for him grows and our yes. hope grows, right? Exactly. Well, the, the, the verse that's probably most widely known in the Bible, 
is John three sixteen. Yes. For God so loved yes, the, world. the world, everybody in the world, no matter who they are, no matter what kind of person they are, no matter what lifestyle that they live, it doesn't matter who they are. If they are a person in this world, God loved them so much that he sent his one and his only son mm-hmm. to take their place right, in death. He says that he gave his only begotten son. And that whoever, that means there's no limitations. There, no limitations. There, there, there is, it, it's, the whomever is not uh, limited to a, to a race, to a creed, to a culture, to a nationality. It, there's no limitations on whoever believes in him mm-hmm. right, will Amen. have everlasting life. Yes. Well, listeners, you can see why he's the preacher. He's the preacher. His wife is with him, Rachel, Dynamic Church in Van Cleve. It's called the Van Cleve Worship Center? Yes, yes, sir. Now, where's it located? We are on Jim Ramsey Road. Um, it's up near where Jim Ramsey uh, almost meets 57. It's at the Bradford O'Keefe Funeral Home. And so we rent it uh, on Sunday mornings from them. Do you have a Facebook page? We have a group page right now. Just search in the groups for Van Cleef Worship Center. It okay. will come up. All right. And then it's open for anybody to join. Uh, we do our post there. We also uh, live stream on Sunday mornings uh, from our group page. Well, that's awesome. Now, you're a preacher. Can If somebody wants to call you and talk to you privately, can sure. you give them their phone, your phone yeah. number? Yeah, my phone number is 228-669-0663. So the title of this show is called Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Mm -hmm. So for all the listeners out there listening, how do you get the hell out of your life? Easy. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Simple. We make it hard as people. Jesus made it so simple. There's only one way. One way through Jesus Christ. And that's it. If you're not going to a church right now anywhere, we would love for you to come and visit us at Van Cleef Worship Center. One thing about us, Ron, is, is we don't care who you are, where are you at in your life, what kind of things are going on in your life. We want you to come and hear from the Lord. We don't have a dress code. Uh, and I mean, some people will probably look at me and say, wow, what do you mean not a dress code? We do ask that people dress modestly, but we don't care if you come in a suit and a tie or in a nice dress or come in a pair of jeans and, and a T-shirt. We, we really don't care because, like I said before, the Lord doesn't look at the outside. The Lord looks at the heart. And when people come that are hurting and want to seek the Lord, that's the ones that we know that God wants there to be able to find him and be able to get healed from the hurts that's going on in their lives. So if you're not going to a church and you want to ask more about it, you can call me. My number again is 228-669-0663. I would love to uh, talk to you about it. And we are on on Jim Ramsey Road, uh, close to Highway 57, right there where the Bradford O'Keefe Funeral Home is. And y'all can come on there and uh, visit with us. We'd appreciate it. Well, listeners, you just heard Pastors Joe and Rachel Cutshaw of the Van Cleve Worship Center. Check out their Facebook page, Van Cleve Worship Center. Well, friends, my time is up. I am so glad you tuned in to get the hell out of your life. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And it's time for you to get the hell out of your life. By the way, check out my website, thepromoter.org, for a free resource, Discover Your Destiny, Growing Your Seed of Greatness. I'll see you next week. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. 
For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.